0: All right. Well, hey, today, welcome. This is episode number four of The Great Blue Shark. I'm your host, Chris Hopper. Uh, and today joining us is Michael Malfa. He's the CEO and co-founder of Boardwalk Insurance uh, up in Canada. Michael was in the insurance space for about 13 years uh, prior to taking the leap over to the entrepreneurial Uh, side of things about two and a half years ago and has grown his team to over 12 employees. Uh, Great to have you here today, Michael. Welcome.
1: Thanks, Chris. Pleasure to to join you today.
0: Uh, Insurance is uh, is an industry that, uh, like we was chatting about just a little bit earlier, nobody ever dreams of getting into the insurance space. Uh, You just kind of Happen into it. Uh, tell me, give me your story. how How did you How did you get into the insurance business?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I, I made that joke earlier about uh, you know when I was four years old, I was dreaming about insurance and how I could change the world in insurance. Yeah.
0: All your buddies wanted to be astronauts and firemen, yeah. and, he, and you wanted yeah. to be an insurance risk adjuster.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, like like most people, the Chris, I, I kind of just fell into it, sort of thing. I studied marketing in school. And I was pretty passionate about pursuing, continuing to pursue marketing after college. But I had uh, I had a friend who was in the insurance space, PNC space on the sales side. And they kept talking about how lucrative it was, how there was so much flexibility on uh, on your schedule, control of your income, how you can control your income, no limit on how much income you could make. It all sounded great, but no one wants to sell insurance. So, you know, I, I turned him down a few times. I turned her down a few times. And eventually, you know, she was persistent. I gave in and uh, I, I haven't looked back since then. Like, it's now 15, 16 years later.
0: Man, that's, that's a great story, Michael. Uh, one of the things that, uh, that I see oftentimes is, you know, and it's kind of separated by the crowd. You got insurance agents and then you've got insurance uh, consultants. Uh, I mean, that's what, you know, the, the, it kind of separates the good from the bad. Do you see that on your side? You got guys that just want to go out there and do what they've always done, but then you've got a select few that they want to go a little bit deeper. They want to actually help that employer to manage that risk and be better. What do you see?
1: Yeah. So Chris, a great question. I, I think that's one of the main reasons my partner and I decided to go off on our own. Aside from the technology, which which we could speak about later. Yeah. Uh, the main driver outside of the technology was the ability to be that consultant, you know, and at our previous role where we were, we were with a, a direct writer, which is a, we were a captive agent. So while, while that company was excellent, you know, they can only, you can only do so much as a captive agent. You're, you're bound by that carrier's appetite and that carrier's, you know, products. So when you come across clients that need, a more diverse or a broader spectrum of products or expertise, you couldn't really, we couldn't offer that service to these products. I mean, sorry, the service to these clients. So I felt like I was starting to do a bit of a disservice to my clients with the limited access to market I had. So that's why we, we decided to go on the agency side, which the broker side here. And now we represent over 35 insurance carriers. We're appointed with 35 plus insurance carriers and we had access to a broad spectrum of products, you know, underwriters, risk management consultants. And we can do a more, you know, holistic, thorough uh, job for our clients in addressing the risk.
0: So you're not always trying to put a round peg down a square hole then? You got it. You know what? You often see that uh, in, in the captive side of things or, or, or advisors that don't have access to these other markets. They only fit uh they only try to push what they have access to instead of just saying listen I can't do you the service that you need to do you need to get hooked up with this guy and that guy and the, what we see I am on the benefit side of things Michael and what we see is there's a big misalignment uh you know the 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 consultants are paid by the carriers and so sometimes ethics kind of gets in the way of you know what should actually be and, and managing risk nobody under t- understands insurance that's why they need a good advisor to break down what are we tr- what, what risk are we trying to control uh, prior it. to prior to going out on your own what did you see as a, as a status quo in insurance space that wanted you to you know take that leap and, and own your own shop
1: yeah i think we wanted uh, some form of control of that customer journey you know when when you go work somewhere you're, you're somewhat limited to, um, you know, somewhat limited to the culture of where you're going, the culture, the, the tools, the processes. And we, we kind of had an idea of, of our own process and our own experience for our customers. And we wanted to enhance that, what we think is an enhanced experience for our customers. And that, like you said, that ship. we wanted to give that enhanced experience, enhanced ship, more options, streamlined approach, quicker access to, uh, to products and service. And the only way to do that was to just build something from scratch and just change the way certain things were being done that we thought were a bit of a friction point.
0: That, you see that a lot in this industry too. This, uh, I mean, this industry has been around uh, since the, you know, the English were bringing ships over uh, mm. and needed to insure that cargo. But some of the antiquated technology that these folks have in terms of being able to deal with it, particularly on the health side, you'd think healthcare technology it all go hand in hand. Some of the times that I, I... They're still using the fax machine. Are you kidding me? The fax wow. machine. It's unbelievable. Uh, is there any pieces of technology that, that you guys implement that have been a game changer for you guys?
1: Yeah, so, so there's, there's on the PNC side, you may see experience it on uh, the benefit side and uh you know the health side there's BMS system a broker management also known in the US as an agency management system so we you know rather than adopt you know a third party agency management system like out of the box we developed our own and that was you know the kind of the big push we had at the beginning like we we built this thing from scratch so it's completely proprietary it's completely in house it's, it's boundless. It can, it can go anywhere. It can do anything we want. We have full time dev team that's developing the software. And this is essentially like our broker management system. It manages the brokerages, all our client files, how we interact with our carriers, how we interact with our clients is all stemmed from this agency management software. So that's been a that game changer for us.
0: Well, that must have been a stick in your side at some point in time because those agency management systems, brother, I have seen a lot of them and they, ha- they do a lot. Uh, and a lot of times I just need them to do a little and they don't do that very well. <laughs> what, who, who was the mastermind behind putting that together?
1: Yeah. So I'll say that my partner, I'm not going to take full credit for it. My partner <laughs> was the mastermind behind it all. He had the idea of doing it and he's very, you know, he has a very technical side. So he he wanted to pursue it. And I, and I love the idea because you're right. Like these things are so big, they're so robust, they do so much, but the few things that we need them to do exceptionally well, where we're operating 90% of our time it you know, they're convoluted. So Mm -hmm. uh, I was on board. We just started wireframing on a napkin, you know, drawing wireframes on a napkin at a Starbucks. And over several years, we we started doing mockups, prototyping, uh, outsourcing initially the development and eventually just grew and grew and grew. We brought our own dev team in, consultants in, and it just turned into a beast. But it's it's so. Big...
0: So do you sell that stuff now, or you just keep it to yourself?
1: Right now, it's it's all internal. You know, we're not sassing it out at at this present time. Yeah, but I think it's in an incubation phase. Uh, we want it to. We want to prove, you know, how well this thing works with our agency, and yeah. then we incubated. We want to. Get all the metrics, the KPIs, and at that point, we'll we'll potentially consider bringing it to market.
0: Gotcha. But right now, it just helps you to be better better advisors to your clients and better. I mean, and then your service team. I mean, because that's that's really what it boils down to. The sales guys go out and sell the dream. Then you got to have your service service people in there to to fix you know put things together. Claims happen, all that kind of things. Uh, What's really been How do you how do you market your agency, and you, and 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 you, Michael.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that's one area, like I think that you know we could do a better job on. I'll be I'll be honest with you, we've we we definitely uh, explored some marketing agencies, uh, you know that that we we entered into contracts with to do. Uh, they ran an ad campaign for us, so we did like some Google ad campaigns. We did a social media campaign. Uh, we attended some some events, uh, you know, did some print material. All this really, you know, I, I feel like we haven't had great amount of success there. And I think it's because we've neglected it. We've never dove into it. We've always dibbled and dabbled. We we dibbled with some social media, we dabbled with some with some Google AdWords and trying to do some SEO optimization. Yeah. I think we could definitely do a better job at the marketing side. It's just a matter of getting the right person to to drop the strategy and implement the strategy not just give us a plan but like drive that plan who's going to drive that plan home? so we do yeah. need to, we do need to put some effort there and we, we we recognize that
0: uh do you see a lot of guys i mean do they just do they try to do social ad emails and phone calls or are they just trying to do one channel of the of that for the marketing
1: yes so from a producer standpoint, most of our producers are pretty omni-channel. They'll, they'll, they'll send, we'll send out emails, uh, you know, emails. They'll do some cold the call outreach as well, follow-up calls. Yeah. Uh, they'll, they'll do social. So it is pretty omni-channel. I think you have to be everywhere now and you have to connect yeah. with people on every which form and they need to keep seeing you in different channels. Like if they yeah. just shoot you on the phone, it's like, who's this boardwalk company? But hey, you yeah. know what? I saw boardwalk last week when I was scrolling through my LinkedIn feed or my Instagram feed, I saw Boardwalk or I got that email from Boardwalk a month ago. And now this agent is calling me, you know, I I kind of, my guard is coming down a bit.
0: Yeah, that's great. So you're, you're penetrating them. And that's, that's the thing you've got to, you've got to touch them because I think the latest statistics, it used to be like four or five outreaches before somebody would actually remember who you were, or take that call. Now it's, I don't know, it's it's probably up into the high single digits or low double. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. it's nine or 12 touches, but you want to on, push on people enough that they, they know who it is, but not so much that they're going to blow you off, but also consistent enough or like, I I just as well take this call from Michael because he's not going to leave me alone. And I, I'd like to hear what he had to say.
1: Yeah, you, you nailed it, Chris. It's a different time now. People are so stimulated with with content and information, you got to just like cut through the crowd. So we've had a little bit of a difficult time staying on top, staying relevant, staying on top and cutting through the crowd. We've been fortunate that we have some great producers that have been able to drive business, uh, you know, through through direct outreach, the old fashioned way. We do have to pour more resources into uh, marketing.
0: Are you planning on uh, trying to grow by acquisition or... uh just organically?
1: A little bit of both. So right now we've been growing organically, but I I think uh, for for 2024, uh, the main objective is to grow through acquisition and start acquiring agencies, start acquiring books and using our system to manage those books and using the people that we absorb to help drive those uh, new business, the new business volume in
0: yeah that's i think that i think that's a great strategy uh you know you see a lot of uh you see a lot of p&e got guy, p&e guys out there buying it uh one Digital's big down here i don't know if they're big up there uh gallagher i mean the big alphabet houses you know and one of the things that i always think is it's it's cool about it i mean because you've always got an exit strategy but oftentimes the true meaning of what that guy built uh gets lost because once those uh guys get a hold of them for a little while and they just wash them out and it's just, it just goes I, back. But it gives us the opportunity to go in and pick up a lot of business. Uh, from, that's, uh, that's,
1: that's been, uh, you, you're right. Like there's been so much mergers and acquisitions here in Canada. I'm sure in the US too, from the, the alpha yeah. houses, that it kind of does give us little guys that opportunity to find these underserved clients that kind of get lost in the shuffle and then yeah. pick them up, give them that boutique feel but we are very reliant on producers. Like we need good account executives. That's very yeah. important in our role. Do you, still, sure.
0: yeah. do you still produce yourself? I still
1: do a little bit of production myself. Mm-hmm. definitely not full time, but it's hard to take your foot off the gas. Like when you, when you're just used to selling and I still love to sell. I love yeah. to serve clients. I love meeting new clients. So I still, yeah. I'm guilty of, of doing that at least 30, 40% of my time I'm doing that.
0: Yeah. So, what's uh, we're just about to the end here. What, uh, what's a big challenge that you've been seeing in your business that you'd like to uh improve over the next year?
1: Yeah, for sure. So, so I think the marketing is one of them. We got to, we definitely got to get a handle on the marketing and start building some more brand awareness uh, countrywide. We, we've got decent brand awareness in our region, the GTA, the Greater Toronto Area. Yeah, but we need to build that brand awareness uh, out of province. So I think that's one of them, and the other thing is just growing a, a really strong team across Canada that we can rely on to facilitate this this these massive growth plans. We do have some you know ambitious growth plans, but we need the right people in place to do it. So right now it would just be recruitment, recruitment, recruitment.
0: Yeah. Uh, Speaking of that, how do you what what's your what's your secret to recruiting?
1: Yeah. So as a recruiting, I think. Uh, LinkedIn is, is probably my, my biggest friend, my best mm-hmm. friend for so recruiting. I've tried, uh, different websites for recruitment, like Indeed and, 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 and other ones, but LinkedIn actually connecting with targeted individuals for the role that I think is specific. I'll actually connect with them and just cultivate the relationship there has been invaluable. And then the other thing I would say is, uh, um, is 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 that brand like like you said? Once once you establish that brand, yeah, you start getting a lot more uh, a, lot, a lot a lot more inbound uh, candidates. Like we're starting to get more applicants now because of the the social media presence. Like on LinkedIn, we're doing a little bit more posting, and by doing those postings, we're 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 getting visible to these applicants. So I think mm-hmm. just building that brand on LinkedIn on social media, having a good recruiter helps too. Uh, Having a good recruiter, I think that's it
0: What is the, uh, you know, my boardwalk, what is is the brand? What is your message? What's your why?
1: Yeah, the message is basically providing customers with an enhanced experience when handling their commercial insurance. So we're enabling our producers, our account executives, our service staff, we're enabling our staff to provide a better and more seamless experience for our customers. So by giving them, our our staff, these tools and these systems and the market access and processes, in turn, it's going to benefit our clients and our clients are going to get an experience that they can't get elsewhere to any other brokerage.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Well, hey, uh, where can foot people find out more about you, Michael?
1: Yeah, I think LinkedIn is always a good place. We're on LinkedIn. You could search me up, Michael Malfa, or you could search up my boardwalk, Boardwalk Insurance. Alternatively, on the website at myboardwalk.ca.
0: Perfect. Well, hey Michael, thank you for joining me today, uh, and thanks for everyone tuning in. If you got any questions you'd like answered by the Great Blue Shark, uh, yeah. always feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn. Uh, I'll leave it in the description. Uh, if you like the episode, uh, don't forget to subscribe, follow, leave us a five-star review on Apple. Everything, uh, Michael. Hey, loved. You know, getting to know another another friend up in up in Canada. Good luck with your agency. Uh, I know you guys work hard, and it's always it's always a pleasure to see the independents out there. Uh, you know, trying to stick their stake in and a piece of the pie up there because the the big boys say they have it all, but man, they they leave a lot to be desired on service and everything they say they do and give. You know, just as well as I, we do the at least that much and more. And we care about the guys. I mean, everybody wants to care about their clients, but the independent guys, I've always got a place in my heart for those guys because we just it's just the salt. It's the salt oh, of the earth, man.
1: I couldn't, couldn't have said it better myself, Chris. I love it. I love it. And I appreciate you having me.
0: Hey, appreciate you, man. Thanks, Michael. Thank you.